Hi everyone, this is Tracy Talks with Anchor FM. And if you have expressed interest recently in joining Toastmasters or becoming a better public speaker and or communicator, I want to give you three tips of things that you can start to do on your own in preparation for either joining or just becoming more mindful and aware of your public speaking skills currently as you are right now. Mindfulness is one of the best things that you can do to bring your attention to your behavior now. And by paying attention to how you are reacting to an audience, and an audience can be two or more people. So sitting in a living room could be an opportunity to hone your public speaking skills. Uh, Talking to um, perhaps uh, doing podcasts. When I do my podcasts, I use it as an opportunity to articulate my script if I'm reading a script, if I'm reading a uh, a bio perhaps, and I'm unfamiliar with the content, I make sure I rehearse it a few times so that I don't get stumped on any word. I use opportunities to be in networking groups as an opportunity to hone my public speaking skills. So by just bringing yourself aware, to, aware, your awareness, excuse me, to watching yourself. And by that, I mean being mindful. So not so, you know, so often we get into a social interaction. And this could be at the bank. You're talking to one person, the teller. And notice your, notice your negotiation skills. Notice your ability to get what it is you want. Notice the, maybe you're not getting what you want. Maybe you're not articulating what you want. Maybe you're not taking the time to listen. So the three things that you can do in preparation for starting to look at your public speaking abilities, your skill sets, your communication, and in particular, if you're working in the corporate world, take note of these things. And because they're sometimes considered intangible in that how do you rate You know, if you get, say, 10 sales and then you get next week 20 sales, it's easy to say that you increased your sales by 100% because you can number those things. In public speaking, it's harder because it's there's not a definitive scale that we can say you did 60%. You got 60% on that test. But you can monitor and judge yourself based on some things that are going to be important to you and or maybe not. The things that are important to me that help me articulate my thoughts would be note-taking, to take notes before I deliver or give my speech. And that could be just, you know, a couple of words I put in my phone just to jog my memory because I've given the speech so many times. So it could be just that kind of note-taking. It could be a, a whole entire script that I have to read from. And if I do have to do the script, I read the whole thing. And then I use a highlighter and I simply highlight the key buzz points, buzzwords rather, that allow me to still read the script when I'm doing a podcast or commercial or whatever, but it doesn't look like I'm reading. So I'm just, I'm I'm reading, but I'm not reading, if that makes sense. Uh, When you use a highlighter and buzz and, and use the buzzwords, then they will help you, especially if you've read it three times prior. So three things to keep an eye on and keep mindful of 
and it'll give you a great start before you start public speaking and start joining any of the Dale Carnegie or any of the communication courses would be public, um, excuse me, eye contact. So eye contact either with one person or two people. Two people or more is considered an audience. So in order to effectively communicate to say a group of eight people, if you don't feel comfortable looking at all eight people all around constantly back and forth all around, then choose the person at either end. So furthest to the right and look at that person. And usually it takes anywhere from two to three seconds of looking at that person before it actually counts. So looking at them really quickly and moving your eyes all over the place doesn't, it, it just shows that you're nervous. So when you do look at somebody, in order for it to count as eye contact, you want to at least look at that person and count in your head one and two and that three. And that will count and be kind of registered in that person's brain as you making eye contact with them. So you're looking over to the far right of that group of eight in front of you. And then you move now after you've counted to three while you're doing your speech. So this is like a multitasking. This is why not everybody wants to do this because it's hard work, you know. So you're doing thinking on your feet, giving your speech, and you're doing this eye contact one, two, three in your head. But you trust me, it will get easier and easier the more you do it. So I've looked at Mr. Wright on, on my right, let's say, and I've given delivered my speech. I'm starting to talk, but I'm counting in my head one. And I continue to talk and point number two, and then I count to number three. And then at that point, you can move your eyes over to the far left of the people in front of you. There are eight people in front of you. Now you're moving over to the left. So your head is completely switched over to the person at your far left. And again, you're going to continue having your conversation, continue talking, and you're going to count in your head one and keep looking at that person and count to two and keep looking at that person and count to three. Again, that registers in their mind and others that you've given great eye contact and that it's meaningful and it's impactful. And now at this point, you go now to the center of the room, whoever's sitting at the center. And if it's only eight people, just find the center person or the closest to the center. And you do the same thing. You're continuing your conversation, but now you're looking at the person right in front of you. And again, in your head, silently, you're counting to one and you continue your talk in two and then continue talking three. And after that, it's fair game. So you can look around and whatnot. But now you've officially registered and given the eye contact, you would get mark, high marks on Toastmasters if you're being judged or evaluated by uh, someone like myself um, who would, would, would consider that as great eye contact. So that gives you a sense of what we teach at Toastmasters and is the one, two, three rule. It's not definitive. Move around, do what you want, make it comfortable. If you're comfortable, it doesn't really matter what you do if you stand on your head, quite frankly. I've seen some pretty, pretty crazy, intense, wild, you know, amazing, creative talks. So there's no hard and fast rule. But if you're starting from scratch, these are some of the basics that you can get started on and start to be mindful and notice them when you are in a group of people. Again, two or more people is considered an audience. So take every opportunity to start to work on your public speaking. So we've covered eye contact. I wanna now talk about mistakes. So when we talk, there's just a natural tendency 
to either mispronounce a word or just say the word incorrectly or fumble or mumble or stutter, whatever. If a mistake is made during your talk, you really, the last thing you want to do is apologize. So that just takes up more airtime by apologizing. People have already realized you've made the mistake. So you can correct yourself eloquently by saying the correct word. Or you can simply apologize um, kind of on the fly by saying, oh, excuse me, I meant to say Monday, not Tuesday. Sorry about that. See, I just said it. Sorry about that. It's a natural nervous tendency that we have to over-apologize. You just simply have to say, so for example, if I meant to say the meeting is coming up on Tuesday, but I meant to say Monday, okay? So the meeting is coming up on Tuesday. Oh, excuse me, I meant Monday. Monday, we're having a great meeting. So you see how I corrected myself by saying, sorry, I meant Monday. So I did apologize, but I went, I quickly went to the mistake was made, quickly went to the correction, and then I went right on and I continue the conversation. So it's fine to do that. It's fine to do that. It's, it's, you just don't want to harbor on it and go on and on about your mistake. And it's definitely shows everybody that, oh, she's human. That's why we always include bloopers whenever we do any videotaping or recording, or at least I do. I, I kind of think it's endearing in some ways, because if you make a mistake, it's, as I said, human. And the last thing I'd like you to consider doing is the next time you have a dinner or an opportunity at a dinner table or, yeah, dinner table, um, make a toast. Just before everybody goes to eat, you know, and anybody says something like, you know, bon appetit or whatever you say before you start to eat, you might say, everybody, I'd like to raise a glass and celebrate today being our first get together or, you know, something like that. And just very impromptu, very casual. It doesn't have to be a big, long speech. Just, you know, now is a great time. Great excuse to, to, to give a cheer, give a toast. Um, because we're all starting to get back to, you know, in person. So it's not going to shock anybody if you do this. And you can make it as short as possible just to get your feet warm and start to get people going, oh, my goodness, that was pretty cool. Wow. You'll never get anything but positive feedback from doing something like that. And all you're really doing is saying, I just want to say this is a great meal and it's ha I'm happy to be here with all of you. So uh, bon appetit. And that's it. So you're starting to get your feet wet very, very slowly on entering the arena of public speaking because it's one of the most challenging things that you do. And I watched Warren Buffett, the richest man in the world, recently talk about his experience of Dale Carnegie and learning how to public speak. And he said in his interview, he would not be where he was had he not joined Dale Carnegie and learn to be a public speaker and effective communicator and he would not be a millionaire and he would not be a happy family man and he would not be and on and on he went and he's got degrees from Harvard and he's got you know like he's you know the smartest money man I know and yet he still talks about his attribute or his his most accomplished uh, proud skill set that he has was learning to become a public speaker and an effective communicator. They can be intertwined, two different things. You don't have to go down both paths. 
but an effective communicator through Dale Carnegie and currently in modern times we do it through Toastmasters and there's lots of others. So whichever path you choose to become a, a better communicator, it will help you with your job, it'll help you with your marriage, it'll help you with your relationship with anyone and everyone, including strangers. So I hope you pursue that path. And if I can help you in any way, reach out on social media. In the meantime, I hope this helped inspire, educate, or intrigue you to do something or tweak something in your daily life to get you further, faster, and toward your goal. So until then, until next time, this is Tracy Talks with Anchor.fm. Bye for now. <laughs>